Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Yo, what's going on, Nation? How you doing? And welcome to another edition of the Busted Open Podcast. Today it is the return of the Fat and the Furious with myself, Bully Ray, and the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer. Lots to get into. We normally don't talk rumors, but today we're gonna. And the big rumor is this. Will NXT move to Tuesday nights after WrestleMania? We got the return of the NWA and comments from Billy Corgan. We got Tommy's take on the new WWE World Heavyweight Champion, Bobby Lashley. And we talk about a very interesting Twitter poll that was put up that I think you're going to be shocked to hear the results of right here on the Busted Open Podcast. We have a lot to talk about in the world of wrestling. Just a quick rundown of some of the things I want to get into uh, with you. I want to get your take on Bobby Lashley winning the WWE Championship on Monday Night Raw. I want to get your your feelings on the return of the NWA, this big match we're going to see tonight on Dynamite between uh, Cody Rhodes and Shaq. But I think the number one thing that we should start talking about and this is weird because we're talking about a rumor it is nothing more than a rumor right now uh not confirmed anywhere but the possibility of nxt moving to tuesday nights after wrestlemania and i'm imagining that uh, or i surmise that if it's moving to tuesday nights that's going to be on the peacock network ed before i go farther with tommy with tommy can you confirm that is it would nxt be on usa or would it be on peacock i'm trying to decipher all the rumors flying about but from what i understand here it would remain on usa but just move to tuesdays with a target date set for the first tuesday following wrestlemania in april that's what i'm seeing right now on the old interwebs okay Cool. So, Tommy, uh, a broad stroke right here. What do you think about the possibility of NXT moving to Tuesday nights? Good move, bad move? Uh, There's a lot to decipher here. Um, If we're talking rumors, and this is what it is, is, strictly a rumor, because I've also heard it could move to Thursday nights. This, uh, I knew the landscape would be changing a little bit with um, the whole announcement that they're going to be dissolving their sports uh, platform and kind of merging everything together. And that's with hockey uh, going there. It's man, you could take this for a lot. Listen, I know from working with networks and I I dealt with uh, the USA network when the WWE's version of ECW was around. Uh, WWE has an amazing relationship with NBC universal, especially with USA And when that whole deal came together with putting um, the WWE ECW on sci-fi, it it happened super duper fast with a lot of times when you're looking at scheduling, and this is 
this is so above any of our pay grades. But when you're dealing with networks and network executives, when they're laying out their, hey, this is going to be our new spring rollout, fall rollout, whatever, this is planned well in advance. I'm sure that WWE can say, we want to move a few things, but this is from a result, like I said, of an entire sports division being dissolved. And then, oh, we have, because it all comes down to what, Bubba? Money. And we have this thing called hockey, the NHL, that we gave a lot of money to for the rights to broadcast their games. And they do uh, a Wednesday night uh, thing for hockey. So where are we going to put this? Um, WWE did the, I guess, litmus test, I guess kind of how this rumor could start when they had to move it to a Tuesday um, because of a scheduling conflict before. Both, and I remember you and me and Dave and Mark, we all talked about both brands did very, very well. When I say brands, I mean AEW and I mean NXT. And then there was a lot of scuttlebutt of, hey, think of how great it would be for everybody uh, if they did move. The downside to this, and, and as you know this, one, would they, it's, it could be a built-in excuse because they haven't been, I don't want to say winning the, the war, but we're over a year and I think they've only beat them once or twice uh, in the ratings. That, that this, the ratings, and I will say this till the day I die, the ratings don't matter, but to networks, unfortunately, they do. Uh, it, they do matter. But there's a whole other way. Tommy, how do you say the the ratings don't matter, but to the networks they do? How can you say the ratings don't matter, but then you have the owner of a company like Tony Khan and AEW coming out and touting the rating? You have Jericho turning into a gimmick. How? I mean, that's like two completely different things you're saying. Yes. Well, because they're a skewed system. That would be saying... We, we've we discussed this. We've gone into the, the whole Nielsen's family. Like, it's like I told you I'm 50 years old and I've literally met one person who was a Nielsen family member and they were someone on this show called in. So, and that one person represents in that area, like what I think it's between 250 and 350,000 people watch in that area. So you're one person who likes to watch whatever, and then you get judged by how many people watch that show. It's a, it's a skewed system, but yes, when, when I say they matter, but they don't matter, they matter because if a show's not doing great in the ratings, they will pull it. But now Bubba, we have a whole other world that hey, this show's not doing good, but it's in a good sh- it's in a, a good show. It gets picked up. You could t- look at Arrested Development. You could look at um, Lucifer. Then they go to another streaming platform, Brooklyn Nine Nine, and it's like, whoa, this show is really really good. The fans followed it. So, and, and they don't take account for. I mean, honestly, Bub. Besides us, like who watches? shows live most of us have dvrs and there's no dvr ratings or stuff that goes on youtube stuff that goes on your streaming service twitch i would it would be very interesting to see if someone took everything across the board to see what they were watching so that's why i say they matter but they don't matter um and even stephen mcmahon said on a conference call hey are Rating, like the ratings don't matter because of how much more people are viewing stuff. I view more stuff on my phone than anything. 
I could get a whole recap of any show I want, uh, a wrestling show on my phone. So that's how, why I say that. Um, if they go to Tuesdays, it's um, that would affect impact. If they go to Thursdays, then man, what a great week we would have for professional wrestling. If they go to Tuesdays, then I feel impact would have to make a decision. And the best part about impact wrestling, they're owned by what? A a television network. They can change their own programming. So then who wins and then who'll look like a bigger baby face would look like impact because, okay, you want to jump on Tuesdays, then we'll go to Thursdays. So I don't, I don't think, I don't think if NXT were to move to Tuesdays that it would be directly targeting impact, although impact would be the byproduct of the move. I think it would be a good idea to move to Tuesdays because you can piggyback raw and uh, NXT and you can give it a good one, two punch and you can use raw to promote NXT. Um, I want to I want to ask you a question about impact and the potential competition that would be created. But uh, I think the, the the bigger question I have is the perception versus the reality. You you said it early earlier on. You said that it's all about money, and when you make these moves, the bottom line is money. Is it best for business? So reality has to do with dollars and cents, but then there's the perception of this whole potential move. And I keep stressing the word potential because it's just a rumor and we don't know about it. If NXT were to move to Tuesday nights, is the perception that AEW forced them out of Wednesdays? And if I'm AEW, I would push that narrative 1000%. Um, if... The perception would be underlining, but listen, NXT is such a good product that that would be forgotten. And I think also wrestling fans would be happy that they don't have to choose the other caveat. Like I said, is they have that built in excuse and that built in excuse is, well, we had to leave because we have to put the NHL there. So then I would say, well, does that mean you're going to go back to Wednesdays on uh once the nhl season ends there's there's all these built-in things you dude you could dive so far deep down this rabbit hole uh, but until it's concrete until if there's an announcement that's when you have to really really i guess digest it or um dissect it so um it's interesting and yes we don't normally talk about rumors, but it was a trending topic. It was trending uh, today. When people say sources nowadays, because of how the world is, it's different from when you know you and I were coming up in ECW. Uh, I'll give football player JJ Watt credit. He saw he put himself in an Arizona Cardinals jersey and said source. Nowadays, a lot of times, and Triple H has done it. And these media calls, you could straight up just talk to. And even WWE addressed it when uh, uh, O'Reilly had a seizure. And they said, don't ever go after sources unless you hear it from us. So that's pretty cool. Hey, everyone. This is Lisa Ann. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, The Lisa Ann Experience. This is my chance to share with you my experiences past and present, including how I went from living in the fantasy world of adult films 
to Talking Fantasy Sports on SiriusXM. Each week, I'll introduce you to some of the people I've met on my journey and invite friends on to help me read through the endless ridiculousness that lands in my inbox. New episodes are available every Wednesday on the SiriusXM app and Apple Podcasts. I'm actually sick and tired of having to come on Thursdays and talk about NXT and AEW, both airing on Wednesday nights. Not because it's difficult to do or because I have to watch two shows, but I find that we're put in a position where we're always having to compare the two shows. I'd rather not compare the two shows. I'd rather have them just stand on their own merit. If something is great on the show, we put it over. If something sucks on the show, we'll talk about it and say how it could have been better. But these shows separately are better for wrestling fans. And I think it would take away some of that toxic social media back and forth. Listen, it's always going to be there. But I just think that forcing people to fight about what they like best on uh, Wednesday nights um, would probably be a good thing because, as you know, there's a, there's entirely too much toxic crap. Actually, I've noticed in the past, uh, I'll say six months to a year, you've actually used Twitter less than you use your Instagram. Does that have anything to do with the toxic crap that goes on on Twitter? Yeah. Um, Twitter is very negative and everybody has, uh, opinions. Everyone has, which is fine, but you don't need to state them if they're negative about something. It's somebody's opinion. And I know like everyone, I was never a big retweet person or I will like your tweets just because I feel that's a weird thing. Um, but yeah, no, I like to try to, I said it once, you know, very much so once I turned 50, I'm going to just use my platform for good. Um, there's so much negative out there. And you know what? I understand it. We're in a pandemic, but you could say stuff. And then people, I've had interactions with people where like, hey, I'll DM people and I'll have a debate with people or I'll state my opinion. And it's cool, but like, it's like, hey, here's fact versus fiction. Just like I said about, hey, this is a rumor. Whether it's fact or fiction, that's when I discuss it. But if someone is going to say something about me, I'm going to talk to them and say, okay, well, this is why this was said or blah, blah, blah. Um, so that's really it. And, and Instagram, uh, social media just – I like to use it for what it is to hell. Hey, I'm going to be doing this show. Hey, I'll be making this appearance. Also, like when I'm not, I'm not doing many appearances. I'm not doing a lot of stuff in that sense. Like, so what am I going to go out there and tweet about? What am I going to go out there and put over? I'll put over the show. I'll put over impact. I'll put over someone's funny tweet. I just want to kind of use, you know, my platforms for good as opposed to evil. Um, in the past year or so, we've seen, social media affect certain wrestlers negatively um some people have admitted that they've suffered from anxiety and depression from social media i mean we've had probably one of those unfortunate events with uh hana kimura taking her own life because of social media do you find that the negativity of social media has affected you in any way uh, emotionally like can you can you empathize, sympathize with these people who say that it's uh, some of the negativity on social media actually gets the best of them emotionally? 
No. Um, I let it roll off my back. Um, I like to try to inform somebody. And I've had, you know, debates with people. I've also like, hey, man, here's what I'm talking about. And then the person fires back at me. And then I'm like, you know what? Okay, well, you have a, a great life, a good day, blah, 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 blah. And there's also people who just want to get in that last word. And, and there's also big uh, what there's so many, uh, what are those called? Fake accounts or yep. where you could get one person talking to you, but they have like so many different fake accounts. And then it looks like this person is like has other people agreeing with them, but they're really only the same person. So it, right. that's burner that, that's a bad thing. So I'm just, yeah, burner accounts. And it's just like, really, are you kidding me? It's dude, you'd be amazed to find out what uh, wrestling companies have burner accounts. There's so many ways you could actually find out this information too. It's just, uh, it's just weird and different. My <clears throat> with Instagram, it's now, you know, with Facebook uh, is attached to it. It's weird because I get more fake spam accounts now than I get when people are calling me about my car warranty or my social security fraud on my, t- on my cell phone. It's so sad about how many people are trying to uh, fraud you and like come after you because, you know, you have to. They could get into you just like they could get into your phone, which has a lot of your personal information. Now it's a scary world that we have to live in. And like with the coronavirus and everyone being in fraud is through the roof because people need money. Sad stuff. Well, when it comes to spam, I like mine cut about a half inch thick, lightly fried on both sides on a potato roll with some coleslaw and extra mayo. Nice. So you know, I've never had spam. (laughs) What, what, what? I've never had spam. <laughs> you do not know what you're missing. It is okay. the tastiest, most unhealthy food in the world. I'm in. Like, there's no <laughs> exactly. There you go. You have to go out and buy yourself a can of spam, cut it nice, slice it thin, just like the garlic, so it liquefies in the pan. Nice. Okay. Hey, everybody. This is Fran Freshella, host of the podcast World of Basketball. The game of basketball has truly become a global game. Markovic fires it in to Mickey. It's somehow it goes in. Each week, I talk with the players, coaches, and executives who have led the way in growing the game of basketball around the world. Real Madrid have stolen victory from the jaws of defeat. Episodes are available every Thursday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. Bobby Lashley, the destroyer, um, is now the WWE uh, world champion, defeating The Miz on Monday Night Raw. Once again, I'll just paint the broad stroke with this, Tommy. Um, How do you feel about Tommy, uh, about Bobby being the world champion right now? Uh, Fabulous. I really enjoyed Monday Night Raw. I loved the countdown. I loved the drama. I loved Miz being a chicken shit heel. I actually would have liked to have seen Miz somehow maintain the championship and maybe take it to fast lane. But that build up and we finally got a great payoff. And my favorite part about it was social media. 
And why I always say this, like, you know, the whole five-star match, all that, that's literally one person's opinion. But when you have across the board, your peers from other companies putting this person over, it's because we've all met Bobby or worked with Bobby. And from day one, and I mean, I know you've seen Bobby from day one. Everyone was like, this is the next guy. And he had, you know, I've known him from OVW and then from WWE and wrestled him. And then WWE's version of ECW. Then he leaves. I, I at one point was his personal agent in Impact because they felt I got the most out of Bobby. And then when he left Impact and he went to WWE, he had a lot of trials and tribulations, but never anything in the ring and sometimes was ladled with some bad creative, but he didn't bitch, he didn't moan, he didn't complain. He went out there and he did his job. I think he did his job to the best of his ability. He showed different personality, that whole stuff he did with Lana. <clears throat> and now he's the dominant baby face or just attraction that we all, because when you look at Bobby Lashley uh, and you know Bobby Lashley's amateur credentials, you're like, wow, that's a champion. And the fact that he had to go through, because it's all about the story. And once he got there, but like everybody putting Bobby over and it wasn't, you know, same like when Drew McIntyre was the champion, it was, we all have been a part of this journey for so long. And like, it's really finally about time that we got to sell it and appreciate it. And they, they did an amazing job and have done an amazing job of building Bobby up as well as a hold, his full Nelson. <clears throat> Phenomenal job. Do you believe that Bobby Lashley looks like one of the most credible WWE champions you've seen in a long time? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, but he what has that about him? Background. Just okay. the way he can listen, Bobby is a laid back, soft spoken man. The way he looks in a suit, the way he, I mean, his body, when he takes that suit off, uh, there, Bobby, you look at his social media videos, Bobby just looks like somebody he's got that it factor. And I would say promos may be his weakest point but he doesn't have a weak point more because he has MVP to carry his promos and silent, but deadly. I mean, trust me, Bobby Lashley, since his greenest days in OVW, uh, he still was really, really good and picked professional wrestling up really, really quickly. And I mean, we all as wrestlers want to see him tangle with Kurt Angle, tangle with Brock. When Bobby came back to the WWE and Brock was the champion, I was, this is the matchup we would all want to see. And when I say all, it would be the boys. Well, you know, you remember when everyone want to see Kurt and Brock roll around in the ring. We have that now with Bobby. Bobby, Bobby being the champion is great for business. And, you know, for a lot of people that were given the WWE shit for a long time or giving them, uh, you know, oh, this creative. You think about during this pandemic, because we're about, we're coming up to one year of being in the pandemic. We've had Drew McIntyre, who did such a great job as champion. We had the return of Edge. We have the Hurt Business being established. There's a lot of really, really good stuff that has gone down in a year. Um, Sasha, Bianca, 
a lot of really, really good stuff that where if I'm holding all the cards and I'm not, it's like I'm set up really, really good as well as now, but for the future. I say that a lot about AEW, but WWE has done a great job of kind of really getting people engaged with some really, really good stuff. But if you look at it from a year to year basis, it's like, wow, all that happened in that one year. Yeah, it did. Bobby looks so credible to me and mm-hmm. you're, it's just the way he carries himself. It, it, it Bobby knows Bobby has a, a confidence to him now. And it's not that Bobby has not had this confidence in the past, but as you know, Tommy wrestlers really hit their stride once they get a little bit older, once they get seasoned and matured, uh, the wrestling business likes to tout that it's a young guy and a young girl industry, but young guys and young girls don't carry themselves the way a Bobby Lashley carries himself. And you can only carry yourself that way with years under your belt. So when I look at him, I'm like, damn, this guy really looks the part yeah he has a phenomenal body but it's not an arrogance and it's not a swagger it's a confidence that he has to him do you think bobby lashley is the kind of champion that can i'm going to just use asses in seats because that's the old school term do you think bobby lashley can be the type of champion that puts asses in seats yes and if you think about when he first went to wwe how he was positioned Dude, um, he was in a extremely big part of a WrestleMania, uh, which was, you know, if we had a two nights, would have been uh, a main event of a WrestleMania with, think of like, the, it was him and Trump versus Vince and Umaga. That's a pretty big spot that you're, you're going to be in. And you're 100% correct when you say about your maturity level. And if you ever listen to, Hall of Famers uh, outside of the industry, football players, uh, baseball players, basketball players. It'd be like, well, when I really, when I first came up as one thing and I had mentors or guys who taught me how to play the game, such a big difference. Uh, You look at last year's uh, big free agent signing in baseball, Trevor Bauer. He literally went and reinvented himself and then got this big money contract. And a lot of players talk about that because And it it has everything to do with how you handle the press, how you handle a lot of stuff like that. It's it's a maturity level. And then with it's different now because for a year, the guys aren't getting the reps in the ring, but that guy, you know, it was a joke for a lot of people. Hey, they've gained COVID weight, not Bobby. So, I mean, he stepped up his game. And if you're going to keep on stepping up your game, because I mean, now the world is opening up again, good or bad. The world is opening up again. We're going to see live events coming up in, in the future. If I guarantee you with this whole Dallas, or I'm sorry, Texas opening up, if this was months ago, I think WrestleMania would have been moved. But now guess what? Isn't WrestleMania next year in Dallas? Okay, we could have a packed stadium. And yes, Bobby Lashley is a draw. Uh, it, that's why I know you put it out there on the Twitter machine about Lashley and Brock, I save that till next year. I save that to next year just because I'm going to fill 
Texas Stadium with that. Hello, everyone. This is Bruce Murray. You may know me as host of the Sirius XM Blitz on Sirius XM NFL Radio. Here now to introduce you to my new podcast, Going Long. Every week, I'll talk to big names both in and out of the world of sports, Hall of Famers, actors, actresses, comedians, broadcasters, maybe even some chefs. We'll discuss their lives, their successes, their failures, and of course, the one thing that connects all of them, a passion for sports. So join me every Thursday on the Sirius XM app, Pandora, Stitcher, and Apple Podcast for Going Long. Uh, let's talk about this poll. Uh, I put it up last night. I said, based on the conversation that's been going on on Busted Open, which match would you rather see at WrestleMania? So I put up three choices, and then I put up an other. Choice one, Bobby versus Drew McIntyre. Choice two, Bobby Lashley versus Sheamus. Choice three, Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. Choice four was other. And I got to tell you, Tommy, I, I was... I wasn't shocked by the results. I'm just shocked at the overwhelming results. 60% of the people that voted said that they wanted Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. We got about 4,000 votes on this one. 60% of them want Bobby versus Brock. 29% wanted Bobby versus Drew. So can you explain to me how Drew McIntyre, who's been such a great performer for the ba- for the WWE, has been an uber babyface, the guy that kicked Brock Lesnar over the top rope in the Rumble, beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania last year, who's been a workhorse for the WWE. Why does everybody want Bobby versus Brock Lesnar instead of Bobby versus Drew, which would seem like the obvious answer? Uh, just because I think those have been the comparisons of Bobby ever since. I mean, Brock has been in the WWE even when he left, but I mean, Brock has been that symbol of gigantor guy. And I remember, you know, Bobby Lashley was the dominator for a little bit. Bobby Lashley was a lot of things, but everyone, Bobby Lashley versus Brock has been a fantasy dream match for a long, long time, also because of their amateur credentials. Um, it, there, there's money in that. And like I said, I, I literally wait a year and I fill my stadium with that. If you have the pencil in your hand right now mm-hmm. and the gun to your head and you have to put together the best WrestleMania you can for this year, based on the results, I'll narrow it down to two. Are you doing Drew versus Bobby or Bobby versus Brock? This year, because of limited fans, I would do Bobby. Listen, I also don't think that Drew is Drew versus Bobby isn't a draw. It's just it's a it's a bigger draw, you know. Um, I go with this year. I go with Drew versus Bobby. Next year, I go with uh, Bobby versus Brock. Because next year, Texas Stadium, you need, you know, you need to sell the most amount of tickets. I mean, that that's a, that's a pretty obvious one. And I also think for why it was such a blowaway poll for you, because we saw Drew every week. And if you really understand uh, people, we appreciate people more so when they're not around. And Drew was there every week. Brock has been gone. If Brock doesn't come back it's a whole other story but i mean we still speculate about cm punk but what i'm saying is if brock who we haven't seen in forever come back oof that's going to be big 
if Brock were to come back, as much negativity and hatred that Brock deals with, Brock comes back, he's getting a major pop, isn't he? Hell yeah. Absolutely. I want to build Brock for next year. I have Brock show up at the Rumble and win. And I have Bobby Lashley as my champion. And I don't have Bobby Lashley lose at all during that title reign, which would be extremely difficult in that world. But I uh, I do that for a you reason. That- yep, sorry. I do that for a reason. Like, I, I never thought, and there's nothing against it, but I never thought Drew should have lost to Randy because then they just kind of, like, a couple weeks later, put it back on Drew. Miz was uh, the perfect foil transitional champion. Perfect. Um, but I, I keep it on because then it's like, who can defeat Bobby Lashley? And if here comes Brock, it's like, holy cow, you have that. You have your version of a Hogan versus Andre because it's a match. Think- that- Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I thought you're done. We're just saying, it's a match that's hasn't happened. And it's a match that a lot of people can speculate, talk about. And it's a match that a lot of people will want to see that first time match. And think of the story that would come full circle because if because Drew eliminated Brock in the Rumble and then Drew went on to face, uh, uh, you know, um, defeat Brock at WrestleMania. Imagine if Bobby would hold that championship for a full year, which I absolutely love. And then at the Rumble next year, Brock returned and eliminated Drew and then went on to face Bobby in Texas Stadium. He's coming for his revenge on Drew and to get his championship back. And that is a, a, a full circle story that take, take place over a one and a half year, maybe two year time frame. <laughs> Hell yeah. And you think about, you know, I've told the story about Sergeant Slaughter where Vince literally laid out a one year program for Sarge to turn heel and work with Hogan, you think like that, you go back that route, and it's like, ooh, I got money on the table. I really do. Um, Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar, Texas Stadium. Can you think of a bigger main – with people that are available? And I'm going to use Brock as, a, as an available guy because I think Brock is available just about any time the WWE needs that needs him to be as long as business can work that I'm not talking about bringing back a Goldberg or somebody outside like that. Can you think of a bigger main event for WrestleMania in Texas stadium than Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar? Yes. And it's going to cost you a lot of money. (laughs) Uh, are Are you talking about the rock rock and Roman reigns? Wouldn't you save that for LA the following year, considering that they have to they have to sell out SoFi. Uh man, you can, but you're also talking three years down the road, and there's an age factor. There's wrestling is timeless, which is great, but uh, I just you ask me that one question, and I say that's where I want to go. You, I don't think. I don't know if they can continue with this greatness of Roman Reigns for the next three years. Everything has to change before people get bored of it or stuff like that. I Listen, if the whole Brock versus Bobby Lashley and you have uh, Roman still doing his stuff, what if then, and you know how great he would be on this, if you have Paul and Paul like coming and being on both brands or 
Paul could be the legit manager of champions uh, if he was managing both champions. Uh, you know, if he could go to Brock and be like, well, he has MVP in his corner. You know, I've always been in your corner, blah, blah, blah. There, there's so much things and trials and tribulations you could have and Roman getting jealous because then if Roman loses that title, Roman could be babyface, and then I could do Roman versus Brock for sci-fi. Either, you know, who knows where people want to go, if loser leave the WWE, whatever. You know, you never know. And when I asked you about could you find a bigger match, um, I was wondering if you are going to talk about Roman because I think Brock and Roman is just as big, if not bigger than Brock and Bobby, but Heyman is the difference maker in that story because obviously, you know, Paul brought Brock to new levels and look at what he's doing to help out Roman. And <laughs> as much as it probably pains you to say, uh, Heyman puts that story over the top and makes it, you know, uh, the main event of WrestleMania. Oh, dude, absolutely. But this year's WrestleMania, dude, like I already told you, uh, well, I didn't tell you, I told Dave, I was, I'm already invested in it because of Edge and Roman and Bianca and Sasha. I'm already literally, if I'm yep. the fan that I am, I would pay for a ticket to see it. I'm going to watch it just on that. They've already peaked. Everything else is gravy. And I'm just going to sit back and enjoy it. But what I'm, what, uh, you, to answer your question, you asked me for something bigger for Dallas. Yes, that is. And I'm not me as a promoter, me as a booker or me as a, a, a Monday morning quarterback, I can't hold off for something for three years down the road because, you know, there's no way you're able to keep Roman Reigns hot and fresh like that in the act that he is three years from now or two years from now. It, it, it's very, very hard to do with weekly episodic television. You got to have him turn. You'd have to have him turn on, on Paul. Or, you know, you have to have bring back the other Uso. There's so many things that you can, you know, do. You can eventually get there. But if I'm looking I for wrestling, I say you got to plan a year ahead. If I'm a baseball, you know, coach, I got to plan. Okay, well, this is going to be my um, rebuilding year. And then next year and hope for the best. I mean, that's how you have to think in, in sports. It's, it's a, you know, even the new owner of the Mets said, we want to be a world, you know, in the world series. And he said within three years. So everyone said, Oh, that means this year, you, you can't think that far ahead because of injury, because of where, you know, guys at hell rock may be running for president by then. Hey everyone. This is former NFL linebacker and current series XM NFL radio host, Kirk Morrison. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, total coverage. Each week, I'll be joined by some of the greatest minds in the game as we explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. Whether we're breaking down player techniques, game plans, or coaching philosophies, we'll explain the details that define our favorite performances. New episodes will be available every Tuesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. Tommy, the NWA, Dave LaGreca's favorite promotion in the whole wide world. Back on the map. Ed, when is their pay-per-view? It's coming up within the next two weeks, right? Into the Fire, is that the name of the pay-per-view that they got coming up? Well, no, Into the Fire is that great docking song that will remain to be their intro music for NWA Power. Let me bring up the press release that Do I got Do they have a yesterday. name for the pay-per-view? Yeah, hang on one sec here. 
So March, maybe I should have read my email. I suffer from yeah. regret. I put it in the rundown. So let me bring up the rundown that I made to read the press release that was sent to me yesterday. Uh, the National Wrestling Alliance will return to on you Sunday. The Thank you. March 21st at 4 p.m. Eastern time with a live pay-per-view titled Back for the Attack. They will then resume a full schedule of NWA Power events on Fight TV. Uh, they are going to Fight TV for these Tuesdays at 6.05 p.m. East, beginning March 23rd, available via a low-cost subscription bundle. Nice. Back for the attack. Tommy, I'm happy to hear that the NWA is going to return. I think it's more on a personal level because I've always liked Billy, got along with Billy. I enjoy talking wrestling and rock and roll with Billy. You know how much of a down-to-earth guy is. I mean, Billy's one of uh, one of only, what, like eight or ten artists that's ever gone diamond and sold 10 million copies of a record. And here we are able to BS with him like he's one of the boys taking bumps. So I think on the personal level, I'm happy to see the NWA return. I did like what they were doing uh, right before they had to take a break for whatever circumstances so what's your take on on uh, the return of the nwa uh very very happy yes billy was we've known well, i've known billy since ecw just straight up fan uh didn't know what the smashing pumpkins were we hit it off from day one and very very happy he you know when he was first with impact and then he decided to branch out uh, purchase all the nwa footage uh, I liked his press conference or press release where he was, hey, we're never in financial peril. It's we're out here and we're, you know, going to be going forward after this. We just time restart and where every company has been, you know, for on a learning curve and trying to see where we're at, all the stuff. And it's going to continue that way. Trust me. Um, but the fact that the NWA is coming back. They have, it'll be interesting just to see who they have on the show because, you know, a lot of their talent left and went other places. So we just got to uh, see. It'll be interesting to see what he can pull out. But, you know, there, there's a boatload of wrestlers waiting for an opportunity. And I'm sure uh, Billy has his roster already kind of handpicked before he went out there and made such a statement because you could just sit back for a while and just see where the cards fall and they're going full board with it. So God bless him and I hope he does well. I don't know the timeline here, but were you with TNA or Impact when Billy was there? Yeah, absolutely. How how um, how was your working relationship with Billy? Like, give me some of the aspects of what he brought to the table that you liked. Uh, different creative, which I always like. Uh, people having different opinions. Different. He was the one who helped uh, get real music. With he literally like when you know you know you have to go through uh, management companies and all that stuff. Uh, what was that thing? The Dollhouse. He got them. Yeah, uh, whole, real, by the whole the whole song. Yep, in a heartbeat. Uh, had very very good creative ideas <clears throat> uh, added to the the product, and then you know he was also doing behind the scenes where I believe he. There was some money involved where, you know, he had given some money to this was during the bad times of TNA. And then 
once all that kind of fell apart and then it was purchased by another company, which the company that owns it today and rebranded and they started impact and he started his own deal. And you know, that's cool. I look forward to seeing, uh, again, I support all wrestling and I support anybody following their dreams. I worked uh, very, very closely with Billy as well with, you know, when I wrestled Nick Aldis on my own shows for the NWA title and had Austin Idol there. Uh, really, really, there's, he has a lot of, wrestling is subjective. It's what one people like as opposed to another like. That's why we always talk about it. That's why it's always trending every friggin' day. It's, that's what wrestling is and the beauty of it. And just like when, before this, when everyone was wrestling and everyone was getting employed, I hope that works out for everyone as well. Earlier on, we were talking about Bobby Lashley and how he has this confidence to him, how he just looks like a champion, um, and that's come with seasoning. When I think of Nick Aldis and the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, I, a Championship, I see the same thing. Nick looks great in a suit. He's very, he's very confident in himself. Um, he understands the message that he's trying to get across. I think he's a great representative for the NWA. Do you think with Nick Aldis as your champion and hopefully f- going full steam ahead with, you know, with Billy's vision of the NWA, that they can build this show uh, up to be more than just a YouTube show? I think uh, they were on the right path. And just like what happened to a lot of businesses, um, COVID kind of put everything in a, in a hiatus. It did shut down tons of businesses um, with Nick. Yes. I don't think it was necessarily COVID that shut them down though, Tommy. I think uh, they had some unfortunate circumstances that went on that led to them having to close up shop for a little while. Okay. Um, but Bob, you have no clue how much it costs to run one day of a television taping. I don't know the budget of the NWA. I don't know the budget of an AEW or WWE. Um, It's a lot of money. I know when I was running my own shows, it's a lot of money. Now, when you're talking about putting a product out there, you know, production costs the most. Anyway, Nick, this company was literally dead. There, you know, when Shane Douglas threw the title in the garbage uh, and then proclaimed it, you know, uh, the ECW title, that was the last time it really made big, big news. Billy literally took this title with uh, Nick and made it back into being a household name, which is awesome. And a lot of people were talking about it. It's a throwback. um, But I also feel it's like old school rules with a new new school feel. Uh, it's a different vision. Just, I will just keep on saying that forever. Just like NXT is a different vision from raw, which is a different vision from SmackDown, but yet it's all under the same company because it's different people helping pull the strings behind the scenes. So uh, I wish it the best. I hope their pay-per-view does successful. I'm most interested to see who they will have because a lot of their roster has gone other places. So with you being interested in who they may have, do you think that the NWA is in a situation where they have to kind of take what they can get right now and see if they can build on those? Well, every company has to take what they can get because it's who is available. I mean, wasn't Wade Barrett. He was their announcer for a while. Now he's with NXT. Um, 
Uh, Eli Drake was under contract there. He's now something night in NXT. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston. The list goes on and on. Thunder Rosa. Don't know if she's still under contract there. You know, the NWA title is with Serena Deeb. Does that mean? But AEW announced that they signed her to a contract. There's a lot of things that I don't know about, but I'm just saying it's, if you're going to have a show, it's a show is a lot different than having a company and, or, you know, he's saying, Hey, we're going to move forward. So then you have to get to, okay, well, everybody's under contract. Who are you going to use? But there's a lot of people who are willing to give, he's willing to give opportunity to other people. They're going to have to be do it, able to do it in the ring. And hopefully that works out because all I know is he has Nick Aldis. That's all I know. And I'm okay with that because Nick Aldis did a great job of rebranding that company. Correct. I agree. You mentioned Shane Douglas throwing down the NWA World Heavyweight Championship uh, 20-some-odd years ago. And my question is not about the championship. It's about the moment and the the scuttle that scuttlebutt that that created if you're billy corgan if you're in the if you're the nwa are you trying to do something uh, with this uh pay-per-view that really shocks the wrestling business or are you trying to just go out there and have a strong pay-per-view i think listen i think you're gonna go just to go out there and have a strong show this is their first show back and there was rumors that it was shutting down there was rumors that you know uh, he said it we're never in we were never in financial peril but there was rumors like that we've literally talked this entire show about something called from a rumor and just because somebody says something on twitter and then someone could either retweet it it could just take a life of its own so i just think out of the box hey here's the nwa here's our show but when you say you're going to go full full boat then you have to start getting a roster what does that mean to get a roster you have to start signing people because you don't want to start putting people on your show uh or putting giving tag titles to somebody and all of a sudden they just show up somewhere else you can't do that unless you're having an open relationship with aew or impact wrestling so i just again don't know these situations uh you know uh if you're gonna go full bloat you gotta go full boat with like he said, you need a roster. And and in your opinion, keeping the show on YouTube, I mean, do you think it's 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 going to be difficult to? Prom- will will it be any more difficult to get people to tune into your YouTube show now than it was approximately a year or so ago when their show went off the air? Has anything really changed? And I'm asking you because you're more in the mix of that right now than I am. I sit back, I watch, and I talk about and critique and, and comment. You're more in, the, in that mix. So will it be harder to get eyes on that product these days? No. If it's a good show, people will watch it. And you have a lot of people tweeting about it. A lot of people go watch your YouTube stuff. Highlights are, are, are very, very big. Can Who's I just that? add, gentlemen, that Sure uh, you can, actually, Ed. It's off the table now because they're not going to be on YouTube anymore. Uh, the NWA I, I YouTube channel. This has been scrubbed clean, and if I'm deciphering this press release uh, properly, uh, they are now going to be a Fight TV-based product moving forward. Oh, so that's even better for them, I would imagine, right, Tommy? Sure, and I would use YouTube to then direct all my traffic towards Fight. 
So, but Ed is saying that their YouTube channel is is no more. Okay. One of the no, no. The you channel- said he scrubbed all their con yes. their content. But you'll avail. But you'll be you'll be able to see new content yet. Correct. But if I'm going to be a fight exclusive, listen. Then this all goes back to your with the deal you cut with fight. This is all television rights. This is all so much like you, know, you have to with, uh, let's say, Impact, when they had Explosion, we had to give new content on that show weekly because uh, Impact, they don't want a recap show. They want new content. So you have to give them new matches. That is all deals that are cut per your contracts of, hey, this is how it is. You know, you have to give new content. I know when I had House of Hardcore and we were running Twitch, I had to give them weekly content. That's all they cared about. Didn't matter if it was me talking, me, uh, anybody else wrestling, weekly content. That's all they wanted. Some people want daily content. Some people want new content. Just, you know, WWE, if you have these international deals, oh, we'll just give you Raw. No, we don't want Raw. We want uh, an exclusive show like they did for India. That had total different content. It had total different than anything you'd ever had seen. Same with the deal with Saudi Arabia. No, we want our own pay-per-view. Okay, so here it comes. I understand the Saudi Arabia thing because there was so much money involved, but you talked about stuff like Twitch um, and they're so adamant about new content. Content? Are you saying that you were just able to throw anything that you wanted out there and as long as it was new and original content that they would be happy with it? Yes. It went I, from a wrestling show to just me talking to fans. And new people content. were into that. Yeah. Cooking shows. You have no clue what people will watch or, or what is popular on whatever. And and yes, they want people to interact, but that's what it's all about. And when you're supplying everything about professional wrestling is now uh, when you're in this entertainment field, it's about just supplying content. If you have a cut of deal where you have to supply certain amount of hours, you're going to throw in, okay, well, here's uh, talking smack. Here's um, backstage. Here's all these things because I'm literally just giving you what you asked for is new content. And if it's two people literally sitting there about the show you just watched, that's new content because I'm not showing that same show. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.